Today's video was brought to you by StoryboardThat.com. Please visit TeacherCast.net slash StoryboardThat for a limited time offer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to TeacherCast. You are listening to the podcast that brings you the best in educational technology right from the app developers themselves. I hope you're having a great time this year with your students. And again, I wish to thank you for allowing TeacherCast to be a part of your professional learning network and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. My name is Jeff Bradbury, and if this is the first time you're listening to the show, thank you so much for joining us today. We have an amazing show for you today. There's, of course, several ways that you can check out the show each and every week. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter, at TeacherCast. Leave us a voicemail at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. Send us an email at feedback at TeacherCast.net, and, of course, subscribe to our many audio and video channels over at TeacherCast.net slash iTunes and TeacherCast.net slash YouTube. I want to start off the show today by asking you a question. Are you an organized teacher? Are you a teacher that is trying to get yourself into the digital world but has files on so many different computers of all sorts of types? If that is you that we're talking to, today we have an amazing show for you that's going to help you get digitally organized and keep organized for the rest of the school year. My guests today are part of the creative and innovative team that compose Microsoft's OneNote application, an amazing app that is here to help you organize your digital life. I want to introduce today Mr. Mike Tofson and Mr. Ari Shore from Microsoft. Gentlemen, how are you guys? Welcome to TeacherCast. Hey, thanks, Jeff. Great to be here. Thank you for uh, allowing us to come on the show. Now, talk to us a little bit about OneNote. It is a, a, a great platform from Microsoft that is allowing teachers to organize themselves. Is that right? Yeah. It's an app that – think of it as a digital notebook or a digital trapper keeper for those of you who remember the trapper keeper days. And that's the basic concept of OneNote is that it's a digital notebook, and you can have as many of them as you want. And it's great for organizing, for capturing information, for researching – and then the other part is it's great for sharing and collaboration. So a big part of one of that some people don't know about is its ability to collaborate and share with as many people as you want, and it's real-time co-authoring and sharing. So those things we think are great for, like you said, organizing, saving time, and collaborating better. Those are kind of the three key things we think are great for one of now, teachers these days are all over the place. I know myself, I teach in four different classrooms in a day. I might have three computers that I have to deal with. And, of course, who has time to do their work in school? I get all my stuff done at home. You said that it can be used to organize any file. What does that mean? And second of all, how can somebody like myself that's in all of these different spots use OneNote to help stay organized and keep my students and lesson plans in track? So I, the big thing with OneNote is that it is available, first of all, across all your devices. So it's free as a native application on you know, your Android phone, of course, your Windows phone, um, iPhone, as well as PC, Mac, and all the tablets. So 
that really allows you to have access to your OneNote notebooks, whatever different device you're on. But when we say that OneNote can kind of be your one place for all of your information, it's also a place where you can embed other files and images and videos and audio. So it really becomes kind of the container for everything else that you're doing, kind of like a file cabinet would be in the physical world. Now, I know there's other apps that are out there that are freemium apps that do something similar. How does OneNote rank up against those other types of apps? Well, and I would say when you say ranking, maybe that's not the right word. I would just say we think OneNote is unique in its ability to, like Ari was saying, it's free and it's across all devices and all platforms. But we think it's a unique ability is it's got a rich digital canvas, like I was saying, so you can put anything on it and organize it in any way. That flexibility to adapt to any learning style, any organizational style. We like to joke, there's filers and there's pilers. And the filers are really structured, and the pilers just dump everything in one place. And with OneNote, since it's digital, you can search everything instantly. And then the collaboration is the other unique thing. So when you have the organization plus collaboration, that's the unique thing. So some competitors might have collaboration, but their organizational model is kind of kooky. And others are really good at organizing, but their collaboration is weak. And so with OneNote, you kind of get everything all in one. So I can collaborate and keep organized and have it on all platforms all at the same time. And that's the thing where we think we're really strong at. Now, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was recently having a conversation with a friend of mine about file structures and how you know we're used to file folders and cabinets and, and you know the way that we usually think about this stuff and we were actually having a conversation about email and Mm -hmm. my friend basically said, don't worry about making folders and putting things in it. You're mostly worrying about the search and putting the metadata in there. You don't have to worry that you've got nine folders and then a folder drop down. Talk to us a little bit about how to organize this data. Let's say that you've got a, you know, you're starting off with one note and you've got just a ton of data, lesson plans, documents, you name it. What advice would you give somebody who's starting out this digital organization process? I think the big thing to think about is um, you kind of have three levels of organization. Then you can kind of go deeper if you want with OneNote. So really there's kind of the, the top level notebook. Then there's the tabs that you have along the top. And then you have within that pages. And you can go as deep as you want with sub pages within those pages. But really... Um, When you're thinking about starting off with OneNote, the easiest thing to think about is you have a notebook that you use maybe for a project that you're collaborating with um, your fellow teachers on, or it could be a notebook for one particular class. And then the tabs along the top could just be, you know, in the the case of a class notebook, it might be the students' notebooks within, within your overall notebook or it could be um, different curriculum that you're planning along the top, so lesson plans. And then within that, you get individual pages, kind of like you would have a separate Word, PowerPoint, um, publisher, files within that, so that you can kind of stay organized however you want within that kind of hierarchical structure. I was on the one team a long time. Um, near the beginning, and then I left for a while, and I came back recently. But back in the day, so to speak, we used to say, like I said, there's pilers and filers. And a lot of people, what they find when they first start using OneNote, uh, they try out some things, and they experiment. And after a couple of weeks, they will gravitate towards the structure that works best for them. And the thing that people really like about OneNote is that flexibility. And like I had mentioned with learning styles we found, 
Um, everyone has their own favorite type of structure. If you're a certain personality type, you are going to actually want a very structured thing, and you'll figure out that nice structure that makes you feel good to check the boxes off and everything's in its place. Different personality types like it freeform, and they will, like you said, they'll dump stuff everywhere and they'll just search for it. And because of that flexibility, uh, a lot of people can design their own structures. The other thing that Ari mentioned, and this is why this OneNote class notebook creator, this is an app on Office 365 that we launched a couple of months ago. It's designed for teachers and it's designed for education. And this class notebook, what it does is through a very simple wizard, will allow a teacher to set up a really rich structure for their entire classroom without having to think about it at all. And one of the reasons we've seen such an explosion of interest in this OneNote class notebook concept is that it very quickly sets up an entire class notebook structure for you without having to be an expert in organizational structures. It sets up the structures and permissions instantaneously. And so it really unlocks the potential of OneNote in the classroom. You know, guys, I want to ask you a question that we get asked here often about applications such as OneNote and these other type of file structure applications. I know with OneNote, if I have a Word doc, I can put it in there. If I have a movie, I can put it in there. If I have an audio file. But why would I want to put those types of files inside of OneNote versus putting it inside of an online hard drive? What advantages or disadvantages would I have versus each of those? And why would I want to put a, a Word doc, let's say, in a OneNote versus putting it in a cloud-based hard drive? Uh, I can take that one. Yeah. So there's a, couple of, there's a couple instances there. So here's an example. Let's say you were designing, this is a, a little more advanced scenario in OneNote, but a lot of people do it. They want to design some interactive lessons. So if I want to embed some pictures, and I want to put a picture on the page, I want to embed a PowerPoint about a jazz lesson, I want to embed some audio so the student can listen to that audio. Maybe there's a little video, maybe there's some annotation and inking on the page. All of that can be in a, on, a, on like a piece of paper. OneNote Surface is like a piece of digital paper. And so I can lay it out just the way I want as a nice real interactive lesson plan. And then I can have lot, each page could be a different lesson plan, and I can deliver that on any device. The other hand, if I had a hard drive or a, uh, some cloud drive, I have a bunch of links to a bunch of stuff and I got to go dumpster diving around to find all the stuff and it doesn't flow in the way that I want it to look like on paper. It's, it's a set of like 10 files that I launch, which is not interactive, it's just file launching. <laughs> and so that organizational concept in the page surface in OneNote is super powerful. And the other thing is, is you can print anything to the OneNote page. And I don't know if you knew about that feature, Jeff. So we have something called the OneNote printer. So any piece of digital content, whether it's a PDF file or a website or a Word document, anything that you can print out to a laser printer, you can print onto the OneNote surface just like a digital piece of paper, and then you can annotate on top of that. So I can actually print articles. People have scanned in presidential ballots and printed them into OneNote so the kids can see, here's what the presidential ballot looked like in 2012, and I can annotate on it and ink if I want to. So you start getting into those scenarios, and it's much more powerful than just a few files on file stores and people usually can't search those files easily. I've heard a lot of faculty, they have their meeting notes, they put their meeting notes in a folder in a cloud drive and all of a sudden they've got 50 weeks worth of meeting notes buried in cloud drives and folders that they're searching for that they can't find. Whereas in OneNote you can put it all in one nice place, all your notes are captured, organized, if you have Word docs for those you put them in there. 
So a lot of schools have started getting rid of email that they're sending around and they're stopping storing all their junk in a, a cloud drive and they just keep it all in OneNote because it's all in one place and it's shared, very easy to interact with. The ability for students to have multiple input methods into a OneNote page and really having that flexibility that they don't have when they're just given a blank Word document or a PowerPoint presentation. So being able to sit in a lecture when I was in college, print my PowerPoint presentation into OneNote and then start either writing on it or typing next to it, bringing in supplementary materials like the recording of the lecture to put in with that PowerPoint presentation. Um, and then, you know, even at the lower grade levels, having students who are asked to reflect on a certain prompt or a piece of, uh, piece of reading and be able to, you know, use whatever learning style they have, whether that is um, writing a piece or drawing something or recording audio, so that really adds a whole other layer to what one would think of as the document that a student turns in or the notes that they're taking so that they really have the ability to meet whatever learning style they have. Yeah. Mike, why don't you take us through a demonstration of OneNote? Sure. Okay. So I just figured just before we get started with the demo, I'll show everybody OneNote.com. So if you go to OneNote.com, and you want to download a free copy of OneNote, it's right here. And so it's a free download for anybody. And as Ari mentioned, it's on all platforms. So you've got Windows, uh, Windows Phone, Mac, iPad, iPhone, Android, Amazon, and web app. And sort of like we talked about, you can use it anywhere. You can collaborate, and you can keep all your stuff together. So that's just for people who want to go out and get started and download a free copy today. That's where you go, OneNote.com. So now I'm just going to jump into OneNote. And I'm going to start here. I'll just give a brief organizational sort of background. So this is a OneNote page, and a lot of the content you'll see today is actual real student and teacher generated content. And I didn't mention before, but I'm actually, I volunteered a bunch outside of work, and I've probably trained at least 500 teachers across, uh, usually Washington State, but also around the world on how to use OneNote, and I've worked with well over 50 schools, and so I have a lot of great content that I've been able to work with teachers and students on and they'll share that with us sometimes. So a lot of these things you're seeing are real student and teacher work. But as you can see, right now I'm just in what's called the Education Samples Notebook. So this is my notebook and I can have lots of notebooks. You can see here I've got a whole bunch that I can actually open up. But I've got all these different things like student pages is one little tab section. I've got lesson plans. So this is another, this is my Trapper Keeper. I switched to my little lesson plan Trapper Keeper tab. I've got my teacher notes tab. I've got administration faculty notes tab. And so you can see just like a trapper keeper and I can add as many as I want or remove as many as I want. And then on the right hand side is where I have my pages and this is that digital paper. And so I can create right now I'm in my student pages little section tab, the blue one. And I'm going to switch through some different pages and you can get a sense for what different people do. So here they've printed out an electricity quiz. They've printed this out just like paper and annotated it and you can see all this great things here. This is where we think digital ink is really powerful because you can't do this type of work with a keyboard. Um, you can see some great uh, little sketches that students have made. Here's that you can see the digital graph paper. So OneNote's just like paper. You can actually create digital graph paper and it's really easy to change your page types because we just allow you to have you know rule lines. You've got college rule you can see here. I've got little graph paper so we can make that digital paper as nice as I want. And you can see some really great cool math samples. So this is some examples of math that students have done. 
I'm just going to flip through a couple. Here's some more. This is a printed thing that got annotated on top of. You've got problems of the week the teachers give out. These are some notes that some students took on science. You've got heat transfer project, convection. Um, you've got some other just typed or printed content. And you can really get a sense of that richness of OneNote. Another great example I love to show about, we talked about, Jeff, you had asked, hey, what's the difference with these embedded files and versus putting them in a drive somewhere? Well, here's an interactive jazz lesson that a teacher created. They've got pictures of Louis Armstrong. They've got an embedded PowerPoint. I could just launch this and it'll launch the PowerPoint that I had. They've got a Word document. They've got little embedded audio. So if I want to listen to some Louis Armstrong, I can just got my little get happy music. I'm in a lesson plan mood. I've circled some things. I've got little tags. So you really get a sense. This is much different than uh, eight files on a drive somewhere. This is actually really interactive things. This is a, a classical music lesson that somebody made as well. Then I've got examples of Egyptian numbers. I have some different graphs. So this is some examples of uh, pictures of graphs that happened. And then I mentioned some people like to print things into one like the presidential ballot. So here's where somebody printed in the 2008 presidential ballot right into OneNote. They did the little highlighting, so I can, you know, I can do that highlighting annotation if I want to highlight a certain part. This is just with my keyboard. I can highlight. Here's the part that I want you to pay attention to in the presidential ballot. I've got good debating strategies. Somebody printed out the, the uh, voter guide to Seattle. There was a little lesson on the executive branch in government. Then you've got some more math examples in here. And then you can even do audio, so audio, Mandarin lessons. So what they did was they created one-minute one Mandarin, Mandarin lessons. Lesson one. I'll just let this go. My name. So you can get interactive language lessons right into OneNote. We've had teachers that are doing this today. And then a lot of teachers will do their lesson planning notes. So if I want to have, here's my sort of my notes to myself about how this lesson works. And you can see there, these are some math lessons some different outlines. They have some problem-solving tips that they talk about. And these are some different uh, math examples. And then there's learning strategies, things about creativity and imagination. And so again, you get a sense of how that works. Now I'm going to move to an example of administrators using OneNote. So that a thing that we found is a really, I wonder, I'll ask the, the, the rhetorical question, how many teachers have faculty meetings? That probably isn't very common, right? You never have a faculty meeting. Well, here's an example. All faculty meeting notes are not kept in a shared OneNote notebook that everyone can access on any device at any time on any platform. And you can see I've got this rich open house school on Sunday. I've got the gym map as a Word doc embedded, open house instructions. I've tagged things like questions and follow up. I've got little to-dos that I can check on and off. I've got my retreat group that I'm planning out. This is a a sample that we, we purged all the personal information, but retreats that are getting planned. They put things like sports calendars inside of OneNote, and this is all shared. So instead of sending all these mails around or putting all these documents, dumping them in some complex drive with all these different folders and rooting around for that stuff, they put it all in OneNote. So you've got policy emails, so this um, example of an email that was sent into OneNote. Because OneNote is part of Office, it's got Outlook integration. And there's a really easy way to pull, send any email you have right into OneNote. And so it's really easy to capture important emails. So I've talked to a lot of teachers. They say, gosh, the principal sends around these emails, and everybody's replying all, and we get lost on email threads, and it's kind of complicated. All this stuff is now jammed into OneNote, extracurricular programs, field trips, things like that. 
And if you have a new staff meeting, it's really easy. I just create a new page by clicking that new page up there. I say, you know, staff meeting. And if you look up here, because we've got that great Outlook integration, because OneNote isn't part of the Office suite, I can drop down meeting details right here, and um, it automatically reads all the meetings out of my calendar. So I can just click something right here and very quickly inject a meeting into my calendar, all right, sorry, in my OneNote, and it'll end up looking something like this, where it says from and to and sent. So I can easily send a meeting into OneNote. I can also flag things as tasks that will automatically appear in Outlook as a task. So we found that administrators and faculty really like OneNote too. Um, this is fake here. This is not real student achievement. But you can use OneNote to, you can have common core things. People could put rubric information in here, uh, state requirements. There's all kinds of information you could put into your staff notebook and, and administration notes. Then I'll move on to examples, other ways that people are using OneNote. These are all real examples. So we've got lesson plans that people created in OneNote, history, math, science. And we've got things like courses delivered in OneNote, ePortfolios. And I'm going to talk about in a little bit the class notebooks. And there's a natural ePortfolio concept that OneNote really allows. Then we've got new teacher orientation. People will deliver entire those, those big binders that you get a new teacher orientation. People deliver those completely digitally as a digital binder in OneNote. You can do things like facilitator guides, blended learning. We talked a little bit about OneNote styles. Here's an example where the way that OneNote works with lots of different learning styles. Um, so that you can get an, you're only limited by your creativity in the way that people use this really digital flexible page surface, as well as that collaboration part. So that's a basic on just OneNote and the type of content and the, the really powerful things that students and teachers and faculty members can do. The next thing that I wanted to talk about was this class notebook creator concept. And so what we found, we, we uh, worked on an app very recently, Ari and myself and the, the entire OneNote team. There was a great collaboration where we had this concept that we call the OneNote class notebook. And what we found is that in OneNote, a lot of times teachers and schools weren't quite sure how to create this as a great structure for an entire classroom. And so we went out and we actually talked to a lot of great schools out there who actually pioneered some, some of the concepts that we're using this class notebook. We work with Cincinnati Country Day, there's a Whitfield school, there's some local schools, and we saw some of the great things we were trying to do with OneNote. And we took some of those ideas and we fiddled around with them and we added some new concepts and we came up with what we call the OneNote class notebook creator. And essentially what it does is it creates a class notebook for you in your class, and I'm just going to do a quick demo of how that works. And this is an application. It's on Office 365. It's a free application, so we don't charge anything for it. And it sits on top of SharePoint. So if you are using SharePoint and Office 365, you can get this app today, and you can download it, and you can start using it with your school right now. So I'm going to create a class notebook. And what's the name of my class? The name of my class is going to be, oh, I'll call it um, Math 368. I hit next, and this just tells me what I'm going to get. So I'm going to get a shared place where everybody can collaborate called the collaboration space. I'm going to get what's called the content library. So that's read-only for all the students, but the teacher can put things in there. So if I've got lecture notes or a syllabus or things that I don't want my students mucking with, but it's read-only and they can make copies of it themselves for their own personal notebooks, that's what we call the content library. And the last thing, and this is the most powerful part that allows some teachers to flip their classrooms, it allows that rich 
private feedback between the teacher and the student. These are the student notebooks, which is a private space for every student where only the teacher and the student have access to that notebook in a, in a way that the teacher can see the student's notebook and the, and the student can interact with the teacher, but the students can't see anybody else's notebook. So it's my own private space. And that has allowed some really rich collaboration and feedback between students and teachers that, that we think that's we're very excited about that. Another thing you can do is you can add a co-teacher. So let's say uh, I have a student teacher, I want a co-teacher, maybe it's a, uh, somebody who I could even give access to the principal if the principal wants to look at all the things going on, but I could allow co-teachers really easily by just you know typing in a name. I want to give Gary access as a co-teacher. I just add Gary just like that. Um, I'll skip it for now, but I'll just go hit next. Now it just says, what are your student names? So I can, if I've got an Excel file that's, you know, delimited by semicolons or my SS has semicolon student names, um, or I just want to type them in, it's very easy to copy paste right into here and it'll automatically resolve it. Um, I'll add Tom, I'm going to add Ivan, and I'll add Gary as my three students in this case. Hit next. Almost done. The last step is, what should be inside of each student's private space? So every student's going to get their little notebook. If I want to have it, by default, we'll say you want handouts, class notes, homework, and quizzes. Let's say I don't want quizzes. I just want labs in here. So I just can add another thing for labs. That just basically means every single student in my class will get all these same structures for their notebook. Then I'm basically done. So this is where we just confirm. So this is what the teacher is going to see. They're going to see collaboration space, the content library, then the three students, Gary, Ivan, and Tom. If I want to see the student view, so if I'm, let's say, Gary, you can see Gary doesn't see Ivan or Tom. He can only see his own stuff, and he can see the collaboration space in the content library. So that gives you a sense of what's going to get created. And what this does is just goes, I hit create. It goes in the background on SharePoint and creates all these folders and notebooks and permissions them in ways that uh, are very difficult to do without this tool, and it gets it ready to go. And now I'm pretty much done. Now I get a link. I can send this link out to all my students. Just one link. I just copy it and paste it into a mail. And then they get, they get an email, and they click the link, and it boots up OneNote, and it opens up their class notebook, and they're ready to collaborate. They're ready to go. And it's, it's just that simple. It's, it's very easy, and we've got a lot of feedback from teachers that this really works. Because we all know that, you know, and this isn't just Microsoft. I would say a lot of software companies over the years have done a lot of software things that are not the easiest for teachers and schools and students to use for various reasons. And we found that we really worked with teachers and students to get feedback on this. We got a lot of feedback in the development process. So it's designed for teachers and, and partly by teachers. And we think that's been a really nice thing that's helped it take off that we've been seeing in the next few months, the last few months. I can add students. I can add other teachers. I can get all the notebook links that I ever created class notebooks. If I have classes, I can get all my notebook links right if I click here. And then on Office 365, automatically we we install a little uh, shared with me in OneDrive. A, a student can find all the notebooks they have automatically. They don't have to root around for it. It's automatically in their shared with me on Office 365. And we also automatically send out an email once the notebooks are created. So it's very easy to create notebooks and not lose them, as we like to say. It certainly does seem like this has all the opportunities for a student and for a classroom to get organized, stay organized, and really just be that digital hub where all of the learning is happening. It just seems like there's so many great things that OneNote is doing these days. 
I and it is free, so I would definitely recommend every teacher should check this out. Yeah, we're excited by what we're seeing. I mean, Ari and I are, are hearing from teachers in schools almost on a daily basis, sh sharing us the innovative things they're doing, and it's it's really really great to see. I mean, as someone who's worked in the space for quite a while, uh, I love to see it. I feel like it's this amazing tool that when unleashed with teachers and students in schools, they do absolutely amazing things that things that we on the OneNote team never would have dreamed of, honestly. Um, and so that's something that that for me is, is a very impactful thing for me to see because I've been working in this space for quite a while. And so when you see the things that real students and teachers are doing, it's really cool. Okay, and to wrap things up, just the very last thing I wanted to show was this site we've created for teachers called OneNoteForTeachers.com, like OneNote, F-O-R, Teachers.com. And it's a site designed with bite-sized interactive trainings that are exclusively designed for teachers. So you can go everything from teacher basics, enhancing productivity, getting the most out of OneNote, staying organized, saving you time every day, all the way through things like delivering curriculum with OneNote. We've got great interactive training on the OneNote class notebook creator, creative interactive lessons, and then even OneNote for school administrators and faculty and how you install the app. So this site, OneNote for Teachers, is a great way to really quickly get ramped up on OneNote as a teacher, using it in your school, using it with your students. So highly encouraged to go check that out. Ari, it certainly does seem like OneNote is the perfect tool for educators. The, the stuff that you guys have shown me here today that it can do is absolutely mind-blowing. Where, again, can teachers and students unlock the power of Microsoft OneNote? It really just starts with going to OneNote.com and downloading the app for yourself on whatever devices that you have. Um, and then the only other place I would say to really start with is OneNoteForTeachers.com, which Mike showed, which will help you kind of work from just having the app installed to having a really rich notebook of curriculum to share with your class. That is amazing. Where can we find more information about OneNote online? Yeah, so Mike and I actually just kicked off a new blog on the Office blogs called the OneNote and Education blog. So you can go to blogs.office.com whack OneNote, whack education, and get to our new blog where we'll be having guest teacher blogs as well as announcements around OneNote and education. And you said, said guest teacher blogs. If there's an educator out there that's using Office 365 and OneNote with their students, how can they get a hold of you to uh, contribute to that guest blog? You know, they can get in touch with us. We have an alias at um, OneNote edu one word at microsoft.com feel free to reach out to us there uh, mike and i are both on twitter as well um i'm at a r b a r 13 and mike what is your twitter handle there it's at m t h o l f is in frank s e n and hopefully Jeff can make that in a digital version. We will certainly make sure that we have this. We're going to put this up at teachercast.net slash OneNote, all one word, OneNote. And we will certainly make sure that we have that. Guys, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. Please don't be a stranger. I love the great stuff that you guys are doing. And OneNote is absolutely one of those apps that every single teacher needs to have in their arsenal to not only keep themselves organized, but to help create those digital citizens that we see in our classrooms every day. Thank you guys so much for coming on the program today.
Well, my friends, that wraps up another episode of the TeacherCast App Spotlight. I want to thank again my friends from Microsoft and the OneNote team for coming on the show and sharing the great resources that are coming out of Washington. There's, of course, several ways that you can connect with us each and every day here at TeacherCast. You can find us on Twitter, at TeacherCast. Email us at feedback at teachercast.net, and I can't tell you how important that is. It's shows like this that come out of those feedback emails. So feedback at teachercast.net. And, of course, you can subscribe to our many audio and video channels over at teachercast.net slash YouTube and teachercast.net slash iTunes. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for allowing TeacherCast to be a part of your professional development. And I hope you take a moment to share TeacherCast with your PLN. Please join me on TeacherCast.tv each and every Sunday night as we bring you the best in educational programming live at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific as we bring you the Tech Educator Podcast. And again, at 8 o'clock, we also offer the 30-second Take Podcast live as well. Until next time, keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. Today's presentation is brought to you by StoryboardThat.com. Storyboard That is the leading storyboard creator for classrooms of all grades and subject areas. Storyboard That provides a simple, drag-and-drop experience with thousands of well-designed artwork to quickly create great-looking storyboards. This lets students really focus on what they want to say and unleash their creativity. With tons of pre-made teacher guides, Storyboard That gives lots of examples for common core-aligned activities like breaking apart Shakespeare, practicing vocabulary, or conjugating verbs for language class. Sign up for free at storyboardthat.com or check out teachercast.net slash storyboardthat to take advantage of our 25% discount when you sign up for an educator account. Once again, that's teachercast.net slash storyboardthat.